This is Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I'm here with EK on the boards, and I'm sitting next to... What's your name, bro? Don't you know me yet? I thought we were friends. I'm the Hill Hippie. Apparently nobody knows me. <laughs> uh, forgive me for the wrestling. I gotta put a cough drop in. I don't want to be coughing. Still getting over this illness. Now, how, so apparently you're still fighting it, but you seem much better than you were last, yeah, last week. Yeah, last Wednesday when I skipped out on the gamers night. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was wiped out for like Wednesday and Thursday. And then uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and today has been like a gradual getting better. Right. time. Yeah. So. It sucks. That's uh, all there is to it. So, intro, and that's part of my weekend. We can continue with my weekend if you want. Why not? The ball's already rolling. All right. Yeah, it's mostly me being sick, so that's why I didn't get any uh, YouTube videos done, put out, because, you know, that kind of stuff just wipes me out. Mm. Um, let's see, what else? So, so it's mostly just sitting around watching YouTube videos, and we'll, we'll get around to Ben Shapiro. So, uh, You were on a Shapiro kick? Yeah, I was watching a bunch of Ben, uh, ben Shapiro videos. All right. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, let's see what else. I uh, um I had a dream about Rebecca Felgate last night. Oh God! Uh, yeah. It's, it's, Do we want to hear this? It's it's uh you know, it's fine. It's completely G-rated. Okay. Uh, or boring PG. PG. Uh, it's still okay. And it's because of the the for for foul humor. Right. <laughs> but I um yeah last night. I realize I kept, that means nothing worse than a fart joke. Yeah, I kept waking up. You know. In the dream, I kept waking up, you know, and Rebecca's there shaking me. And quit farting, love. You know? or, or I called it. There was one time she was like, uh, get a haircut. Because, I mean, you know, it's not like she was really there. It's just me and my mind telling me. To, and it was like, by the way, get a haircut, mate. Yeah, like, you are looking a little shaggy there. Yeah, I, you know, I, uh, in my dreams, Rebecca gets me, you know, gets all my priorities. Things I need to get done. <laughs> I say she, she's like uh, my social secretary. Make sure I get things done. She's your drive. It was, it was, yeah, it was odd because you know usually when I have a dream about her, you know we're driving through the English countryside, you know, in a yellow Corvette with t tops, and you know, and she's screaming at the top of her lungs because I'm driving on the right side of the road. Move over to your bloody wanker. She said, "Pull over to the left side, bloody hell! You trying to kill us?" I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't dream anymore because of the beer, you know. Right. Yeah, the bad dreams outweigh the good without alcohol. So, but it's it cool because, like, when I was sick, that's what sometimes drop uh, knocks a dream loose. Mm. It's just Rebecca Felgate reminded me, quit farting in bed, <laughs> go get a haircut. <laughs> At least she was kinder than my ex-wives. I used to be awakened with the elbows to the ribs. Yeah, they get mad, I was, dude. Like, it would seriously hurt. Yeah. It, what the fuck? You farted so loud, it woke me up. So I figured if I'm awake, you need to be too. I, 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 exactly. That's selfish, yeah. I mean, how, how am I supposed to control what my body needs to do when it's sleep? I'm not pissing in the bed. I'm not shitting in the bed. I'm breaking fucking wind. I'm Apparently, I'm good at it. And you're a light sleeper. Or I'm just super heavy sleeper and I'm rattling the windows. I don't know. I've never heard myself fart in my sleep. <laughs> uh, At least this, she's this, nice about yeah, it. This one girl, she woke herself up once with a fart. And I that's took, impressive. I took I took credit for it. <laughs> I felt bad. 
she was like, <laughs> she was like, what was that? And I was like, I farted. <laughs> She's like, don't do that. I was like, I won't. She went back to sleep. <laughs> I liked her, you know. You took the high road. <laughs> I liked her, you know. I would have ruined that relationship in 30 seconds. Uh, well, I, <laughs> I found another way to ruin that relationship. <laughs> what do you think it was? You farted so hard the covers lifted. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I farted. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. That's biological how dare you be human baby i was just thinking ahead like laying down the groundwork because you know if i if i take credit for that one maybe next time when i'm sleeping and i cut one and she's yelling at me maybe she or she she won't elbow me she was like well he was nice when you know right <laughs> no nah, i don't think that's the way it would have played out probably not no you'd have done You're it she'd have, you'd have done it and she'd have woke you up and said i told you not to do that <laughs> sorry babe Sorry. My bad. Sorry, babe. <laughs> Please don't leave me. And by the way, that wasn't me the first time. That was you. <sighs> okay. Yeah, so Rebecca Felgager's dreams. What was your week weekend like, though? Hot? A uh, little warm. A little warm. Saturday didn't do much of anything. Uh, Sunday did a bunch of yard work. And Monday I went to work for half a day and went into the woods for half a day. What'd you do in the woods other than Seppin Ryu? <laughs> Shinrin Yoku. Shinrin Yoku. Yeah, whatever. That. Forest bathing. Camping. So you went out in the woods. What'd you do? Were you looking for mushrooms again? I was looking for mushrooms. I was just watching the wildlife, taking a look at the trees, smelling the smells, hearing the sounds, touching the trees. What kind of wildlife did you see? Anything interesting, unique? <laughs> well, saw a couple of vultures. Yeah, yeah. Or buzzards. Saw some, uh, saw a bunch, a bunch of woolly worms. What's a woolly worm? Woolly worm, a worm that's woolly. Like caterpillar. You seriously don't know what a woolly worm is? No, I don't oh. care about those kind of animals. Oh my god, I don't really care for them either. But I've known what they were since I was knee high to a grasshopper. See, I'm not familiar with that. Colloqu- I'm going to assume that's a colloquialism. Yeah. Oh my god. It means when I was a little squirt. See, yeah, I, d- I wasn't raised out in the woods barefoot. <laughs> Neither yeah. was I. I just chose that life later on. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's a country thing. Yeah, it, it means you're just, you know a little infant, little guy, or a little girl, depending on who, what your sex is, or okay. a little it. Not to discriminate against those who are gender neutral. Okay. But uh, I saw a tree frog actually, which is the second one in like two or three days. We found one here in the yard Sunday, I think it was, and then I saw one yesterday. Just teeny tiny little things, no bigger than a fingernail. Yeah, I like tree frogs. I tried to make a superhero like baseball. I was like, but you know, were you bitten by a radioactive tree frog? <laughs> you know, how do you get that power? It's you like licked the radioactive. The scientists <laughs> experimenting with tree frog DNA. You licked a radioactive dart toad. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can scale walls. <laughs> All right, well, I guess I know how to do it now. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, anything else Just in the woods that was interesting? Uh, it's uh, went out to Mott's Run, which is an interesting little place. But uh, their trails were labeled by a lazy, lazy, lazy person. Yeah. Yeah, because you go in, as 
I tried one side, so I tried the other. And I went in, and there was like a post with the number one, and there was a sign saying, all right, this trail this way and this trail that way. All right, take the first fork. Next next fork, this trail this way, next trail this way. All right, take the fork I want to go on. The rest of the way, nope, wasn't a fucking sign, wasn't a clue. They're supposed to be color-coded. There wasn't a flag on the ground that matched colors, no spray painting on trees, nothing. <laughs> so I, I eventually just say, fuck the map, throw it in my pocket. Go on about my business. They got a gate there. They're going to lock you and your car in at seven o'clock, well, supposedly. If it, well, if you're if it's your job to go to this hiking trail out in the, here in the wilderness area of you know Fredericksburg area, and it's like if they say we want you to put these markers at different points along the trail, you know you put like two signs. You know who's going to come and check your work? <laughs> who's going to go beyond two signs? You know, if you come in, it's like okay, there's one sign. Now I have to go just one more to see if he's done his work. Come up to second sign. Okay, second sign. You can turn around, and go back. You don't have to go through the entire trail, right? That's a lazy supervisor. It's a lazy, <laughs> lazy supervisor, lazy worker. Yes. So finally, make it all the way down to this endpoint, which is way off the map. Supposedly, this where they added the bike trails. I'm like, all right. They're going to lock the car in if we don't get back in time. So there's a gate, and supposedly they lock it at 7 o'clock. So I'm oh, yeah. trying to find my way back. I was like, all right. I started off off the map. I've lost where the map was at this point in time. Finally found my way back to the parking lot in a completely different path than I took to get in there. <laughs> Not that I was worried about, you know, getting lost. Was, I'd find my way back to the car. Not a problem. It was making it back in their stupid time frame because of their gate. You had a compass, right? No. What? No. Well, technically, I had the sun. So, yes, I had a compass. Yeah. Because this, uh, this point in time of the year is when it's the sun is actually rises and sets closer to true east and true west than it does any other time. Of the, well, except for the other equinox. Yeah. It's waning, isn't it? What, the sun? Yeah, the, I, I don't know. Astrology. I had nothing to do with astrology. Yeah, I don't know. More with the tilting of the earth. Yeah, yeah. So, wandered in the woods. That was your weekend, huh? Of course. And is, I guess, that's how you like to spend your time, then? Absolutely. You find any good mushrooms? I found a decent amount of uh, chanterelles, which are a treasure in and of themselves. Uh found a lacteris mushroom that's supposedly edible that I haven't got the chance to double-check the research on that I want to take another look at before I decide what I'm going to do with it. But if that's the case, in this particular section of woods, those things are everywhere this time of year and humongous. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you got some of those mushroom thingies. Yeah, and, and these lactate. That's why they're called lacteris. That's gross. <laughs> But, you know, as long as they're a fun guy. But I'm cheating. Thank you, somebody. So I want to move on to this next topic, which is Ben Shapiro. <laughs> hey, look, EK's still in the room. I forgot about him. He was bent over a computer screen. I couldn't see his head. <laughs> uh, he sh recently shaved his head. How can you not see the sheen? <laughs> If that overhead light was on, it would have been, I would have seen the reflection, but uh, it wasn't. So Ben Shapiro, have you heard of him? I only recently became aware, and I'm seriously interested in your opinions and impressions of him. 
in order to discuss it on the show Tuesday. If you got time, but please tell me what you think. I really want to know this isn't a script. Please. Oh, I wasn't supposed to read that one. Yeah. Yeah, and so I want to thank all my friends in the FXBG uh, behind-the-scenes group for commenting and giving me your feedback on this. You're I really welcome. appreciate it. <laughs> I think I like how one, you right? I, I like how you used all your friends. Yeah, and I, even even those <laughs> and those of you who did comment, I mean, they were so insightful and were I mean gave me your true opinions of it and like what you what we should say, you know. Now, why would I do that when I assumed that I would be allotted time on the air to express how I felt? I assumed that you, that's all you said because you probably wouldn't be talking on the show. So, are you serious? I know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like I said, you know, I was sick this weekend, and I was watching a bunch of um, Ben Shapiro videos, and um, it kind of wandered into my, I guess, crosshairs, uh, suggestions, YouTube suggestions. If you liked, you know, these police chase videos, maybe you'll <laughs> like social justice warriors getting owned by, you know, and I'm like, okay, so I watched this for a while. Uh, so social justice warriors getting owned, and I'm just like, okay, this is all right. But this, like, the one guy who I really liked, quote unquote, owning social justice warriors, this was this one guy. And reading enough um, in the uh, comments and stuff like that, and it's like, oh, Ben Shapiro. Boom! Now I know what to search for. Found Ben Shapiro, and I'm just like, oh my god. It's like just hearing him say some of this stuff was like, I don't. I feel like I don't have to say anything about politics ever again. <laughs> you know, and I felt like so much is is off my chest just by listening to him say it because he is way better at organizing my uh conservative philosophy than anyone else right on and it's because it's he's so damn smart you know he's incredibly smart he's incredibly eloquent um and i agree with like 98 percent of what he says there's other conservative speakers that i i agree with way less of percentage mm-hmm. um there's another guy milo uh and otis yeah you it's a, some sort of Greek name. I mean, he's a look. He looks like a good-looking Greek gay guy. All right. All right and uh, are you saying he's an Adonis? I wouldn't go that far because I haven't seen him without a shirt on. Um, okay. But I, I do agree with a lot of things that he says. But I think he has a particular axe to grind with Islam, and that's because of their, how they treat homosexuals. And that's something that kind of turns me off with a lot of conservative speakers. And it seems like Ben Shapiro is just uh, right right in lockstep with my crazy conservative, not Heil Hitler kind of. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't believe that I'm a Nazi for my beliefs or he is a Nazi for his beliefs. But I just I'm, I feel so good. I feel like I don't have to talk about politics after the show ever again. Sufficiently smug. That's what that's what EK said, and all I could do was nod my head. It's like, yes, he is sig- su- significantly, it's sufficient. sufficiently, smug. sufficiently smug. It's the right amount of smug what for I a think, conservative. What I think is like, <laughs> he when he gets his resting face, his resting patri- patriarch face. Oh man, it looks like a smirk, you know. And people will comment on it. You could smirk at me all you like, Ben Shapiro, but you you don't know anything, you know that's stuff like the, that. And you know he makes comments about no, that. It's just his resting face. Yeah, he it's makes comments. He makes comments about that. Has like, no, I'm just a generally happy person, so yeah. I often oh, smile. smile. Yeah, <laughs> and that's true. It is that is his resting. Like he has this smirky face, like he's yeah. up to no good. And it's right after he says something that people get. You know, I like to right, compare it, him to a young Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I 
think he's way smarter than Mr. Burns. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, he did all sorts of research of like his background. What he's, I mean, no, he's a lawyer and he's married to a doctor. Yeah. Uh, and he, and he's like very yeah, he graduated religious. high school at like 16. He's an Orthodox Jew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was a virgin until he's married. Like he is, he is very true to his convictions. He's not just running off on the mouth exactly. of his ideals. This is what he truly believes. And so, yeah, and he and he likes to get to the point where let's agree on something. And that's something I like about yeah. How he's he like he will people who will sit up there and try to debate him. They he uh, he'll try to get find some common ground between them no matter what. I think that that especially since we just buried John McCain, that we sh- America should be more focused on that kind of thing about. Talking to people with opposing views, talking to people with uh, differing viewpoints and different sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's good at Ben Shapiro. I think that was something about uh, McCain that was good is that we, he didn't want to stay in his one camp. He went and talked to the enemy, quote unquote, the enemy. And um, Satan. And it's just that, uh, see, I asked this millennial about his opinion of Ben Shapiro. And he said, quote, I think his mother tied his shoes for him until he was 15. And I think that pretty much sums up the opposition for Mr. Thug Life Shapiro. Look for those videos. They're awesome. Uh, Yeah, you can't win an argument with emotion and insults. That's the point. Yeah. So the response is, what do you think about Ben Shapiro? He says, I thought I thought I think his mother tied his shoes for him until he's 15. Okay. Okay. Now, I would like you to try again with a little less CNN. (laughs) <laughs> give, give, a good response. Give me, give me just something of substance when I ask you a question. Don't give, don't when I ask you for directions to the Microsoft headquarters. Don't be Microsoft tech support and say uh, you have to wait for the green light and turn left. No, don't, don't say. Did you reboot yet? Right. Did you reboot? <laughs> did you, have you tried turning it on and off again? Are you driving a Volt? <laughs> I'm just like it's it's a specific question. What do you think about Ben Shapiro? Be honest. I don't like him. That's that's the answer you wanted to hear. I don't like him. I like him. I don't like him. Uh, f- fair enough, but I thought about this for a second. I thought over the weekend, because I asked this question over the weekend, and I've been thinking about it for the last couple of days, <clears throat> and the, the stuff that Ben Shapiro talks about is not necessarily what you would call light conversation. Fair enough. And broaching these topics, you can't just casually, it's like, you know, this guy I work with, he just showed up at work. He just got there, and I was like, hey, do you know who Ben Shapiro is? And he's like, yeah, what do you think about him? And that was just his off-the-cuff response. So in fairness to him, he's like, he's like, I don't want to get into the whole abortion thing and transgender and all these complicated issues, man. I just just got here. <laughs> so it's a throw, it was a throwaway statement just to get the conversation to end. Or not to move into some, something with depth. Right. You know, and I can understand that. I, re- I really can and in many ways, that's how you can avoid an argument with people who have different opinions than you. It's like, see, uh, you but can, if you can, if you're afraid to let that go, because I'm not Ben Shapiro. I don't know if his mom did tie his shoes until he was 15. But I mean, why should I be offended for Ben Shapiro? Some people would just because be. I like him. See, I have a particular phrase I like to hey, use. Hey, and that's an exclusion attitude. I'm sorry, that's an exclusionist attitude for people that don't know how to tie their shoes. <laughs> oh God, it's it's kind of a microaggression. If you ask me. Oh, wow. Anyway, um, I want to talk. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so you can't win an argument with emotion and insults. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You guys all right? Oh, God. 
You can't win an argument with emotion and insults, especially when you are up against someone using facts and logic. And I think that everyone who's tried to debate Ben Shapiro knows this. Um, I don't really need to talk about the things he says because I just go and listen to it because since he said it, I don't feel like I don't have to. But I do want to say a couple things. Uh, This is the first in in reference to the protests of um, people trying to shut him up and other conservative voices. And it's not just Ben Shapiro who's experiencing this, but they'll see people on the left uh, protesting, try to stop them from speaking on campuses. And if you're over 18, you should have had some sort of class like government class. That taught you like the basics. Do they still have this? Like I took like government in my senior year of high school, where we talked about your rights, you know, the selective service and everything. And mm-hmm. uh, whether they still have it today or not, I don't know. I graduated right around the same time you did. Yeah, ninety five, ninety six. Okay, shit, I'm older than you. Anyway, <laughs> we already knew this. Yeah. Uh, so. I just I find it strange that people would try to restrict someone's free speech in America. As far as I'm concerned, that's a cardinal sin. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to shut up people who don't believe with you, believe in the same things that you do, um, I don't know what to tell you. Once what's going to happen when you leave college? There's a way not to have to hear what people, the opinions of people that you don't agree with. You don't talk to them. Yeah, you don't have to go to that seminar. Right. Because, I mean, these conservative speakers that go on a campus, it's usually a – it's not like a a credit thing. Right. You know, it's just for the uh, local, like, conservatives club. Mm-hmm. Their own feet carried them there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly legal. You don't have to sit there and listen to it just because you disagree mm-hmm. about one thing or two things that they say. Um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I want to say about the protests is like, let, let people speak. You start shutting people up. You're talking about a national socialist party. Right. You're talking about Nazi Germany. You're talking about communist Russia. You're talking about China. Yeah. So no, 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 no. Don't do that. Um, there's one thing I want to talk about in two, in regards to anti-Semitism, which it shouldn't, I mean, he's getting anti-Semitic stuff. Which is it's like people are mad at him for being a summit. And so I'm, I find that to be very strange. Um, but at the same time, it's like you realize if you can't debate somebody because they know more than you. They, you know, he's so intelligent and eloquent that, and his mind works so fast that you can't out-debate him. Mm-hmm. That, that's all you got left. That's all the ammunition you got is, right. they just is insults. Some way to attack. Yeah. And that's the only way you have to attack. And that is childish. That is childish. You know, and it's, and that's uh, EK's take on that. I thought his mom, you know, tied his shoes until he was 15. There's no substance to that argument. Right. That's just an insult. I think, yeah, he was a special kid. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I acknowledge your statement, but but that doesn't answer the question. Exactly. And so, I mean, that's... Well, it kind of does. That it's not like oh, I think his mom tied his shoes for him until he was fifteen. He's great. It usually doesn't go with that type of connotation. Fair. Like guys, like you should be going to college. <laughs> Your mom goes to college. I mean, it's <laughs> there's no substance to that. 
It's not an argument. That's just anger. And you don't want to drag anti-Semitism into it because I hear it's bad. I'm joking. Of course I know it's bad. Of course I know it's bad. Yeah, so... And, they, and that's all they got in face of a re- intelligent rebuttal after intelligent rebuttal from Ben Shapiro. Um, I just wonder what's going to happen to all those snowflakes when they leave college and get into the real world. You know, I've been living in it for a while now, and I'm sure you guys have too, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And um, I look back at my my life and my career, and I wonder – I think about times where I could have said something. It's like, I feel threatened. You're a mi- It's a microaggression. But I've always, I guess I'm just old enough to have been raised in a world where m- my feelings were my responsibility. You know, and that's what people told me. It's like, because I would say I'm depressed. Why am I depressed? And at the time, there wasn't uh, adequate mental health facilities to deal with somebody like me. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I was channeled anywhere. And so when I was depressed, people would say, well, you know, your emotions are nobody else's fault. People would say that to me. And right or wrong as that is, may be, I agree. These are my emotions. This is the body I'm stuck in, chemical imbalances and all. But I'm lucky to have gotten some help since then. But, I mean, I, I kind of just had to deal with it. You just kind of have to deal with it. And it's like, uh, I don't like that. For example, I'm pissed off that pretty girls don't want to have sex with me. They're always fucking these crazy these dudes and I, what I say is like, uh, women are fucking like the same 10% of men. <laughs> they just trade them all the time. And then there's 90% of the population that gets lucky every once in a while, <laughs> you know, but apparently I think they're all banging the same 10% of men and that's insane, crazy stuff that's going on in my head. Mm-hmm. Okay. I recognize that. I know that that's not true, but Hey, I'm an adult. I understand what's crazy about me and I, I understand what's crazy about you. All right. Uh, when it comes to like transgenderism, here's a here's something I want to say. First thing I want to say is nobody wants to play Sex in the City with you, D. That's a that's uh-huh. a that's a always sunny in Philadelphia reference. Uh. Um, I don't care the way you want to live. I don't care if you, how how you want to dress up and so forth. If you want to call yourself a woman, but I'm I did not agree to play that role playing game with you. All right. I am not going to play in character for your benefit. I didn't want to play that game. Nobody said I had to play that game. And if me thinking that it's a game pisses you off, I'm sorry. Welcome to the real world. You can't force people to play your, your role-playing game if they don't want to play it. I've had to learn the hard way. A lot of people don't like Heroes Unlimited. They call the rules Byzantine. And they have a point. But I, the point is, is like the 98% that I agree with, there's 2% that I don't agree with with Ben Shapiro. And the 2% that I don't agree with with Ben Shapiro is the fact that it's not my job to be talking this kind of shit, quote unquote, that he is to people. It is his job. I would be a little bit kinder to people who are transgender and so forth because they are humans. Mm-hmm. I do respect them. I think that they are dealing with something. I think there's something that's to be said about kids who grew up in the era of the millennial age where they are so confused about who they are as a person that this has resulted. I know that's you seem I I must be a dick for thinking this way. But you know, like hey, there wasn't the science to help me right. with the depression back in the day. 
You look mad, dude. You mad? No. Okay. So, uh, no, yeah. I'm just wondering if EK fed you a Red Bull or some shit. No. No, this is pectin. He knows if he leaves too much silence, I'll jump into it. Pe- pectin and sugar. <laughs> These are cough drops. Um, I feel like I'm watching a game of basketball with this conversation. But when I see, um, when I see misguided college kids protesting Ben Shapiro, it reminds me of something that I learned in the Navy. Some people need to join the military. Boot camp slaps the entitlement off of everyone. <laughs> and sometimes I see some of these lovely little snowflakes, and I'm just like, you wouldn't last one day in the Navy. <laughs> Unfortunately, they would. They keep you around. That's what's fucked up. That's how they knock the entitlement off you. You can't just say, I want to be in a safe space. It's like, this is the safest space there is, buddy. <laughs> this is boot camp. We've got soldiers all over the place. This is the safest place there is, pal. You want to pick a team? You're on a team now. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why some people need the military. I did. I had some entitlement on me before I went in. They smacked it right off my face. All right. And so that's what I think about Ben Shapiro. That's all I got to say about that. Anything you want to say about him? I literally... That's what's going on. Blah, 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 blah. I would hand that off to EK because I know damn near nothing about Ben Shapiro. And I, fair I, enough I mean, not I, to comment. Yeah, I touched on what I my whole what I like about him, what I don't like about him. I just, I like that I like that the way the amount of smug he is. <laughs> I like that he is not a person. He is a conservative, but he is. You, uh, uh, you don't have to back the president, and you don't have to always support the president. Yeah, I like uh, how he said like, like when it comes to Trump, you got to call balls and strikes. Yeah. Good things and bad things. Yeah. And same thing with Obama and, and prior, prior presidents. Yeah, any there president. Good things mm-hmm. and bad things. And you can't just hate or love. You have to take each action as it is an individual action. And its effects, you know. I, I just like that line of thinking. That's all I got to say. It's fair. That. Yeah. It's fair. So thank you, Ben Shapiro. I'm going to continue keeping up with you. And thank you now that I don't have to talk about politics ever again. Because I'll just all I can do is point do is point at Ben Shapiro. You know I would hold you to that, but our listeners are still waiting for the on air fart from the tenth subscriber to your YouTube channel. So I'm going to call bullshit and say you will be talking about politics one time again at some point in the future. All right, I think we all know I'm a liar. <laughs> I'm pretty upfront about it. I mean, I can get Axel to call in one day and tell you that I'm a liar. Oh, he, he can yeah. verify. It. You want me to do that? No. Okay, fine. I don't want to hold my breath and die. <laughs> anyway, I have a little space here set aside for Hill Hippies Garden. All right. And uh, we're going to incorporate EK on this because this is something he and I have been researching half-assed together and half-assed separate. So um, I, I'm already prepared. So you should, you know, this is your garden. So you go ahead and plant the seed. All right. So. <laughs> Analogies, they're so fun. Vegans. 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 Is the vegan diet natural? I would say no. I think that um, we are omnivores, and we do have a problem with eating far too much grain and stuff like that. We don't even eat enough vegetables and fresh fruit, and that's true. Mm-hmm. But going all vegan? Mm-hmm. Mm. Very, very tricky. Very tricky. You know, I've 
been doing research since uh, EK brought up what's going to be the main seat of this. And I've been reading uh, blogs from people who have been diehard vegans for years and years and years and how all of a sudden they're switching back to being omnivores. No, not going all in, getting the biggest fucking steak they can buy and shit like that, just eating small amounts of meat. And the reason is vitamin B12. Uh, from, yeah. That's red meat, right? Is it in chicken or pork as well? It's Point EK, the, mm-hmm. the data guy. <clears throat> okay, so vitamin B12, also known as cobalamin, is a water-based vitamin containing the mineral cobalt. It's the most structurally complex of all the vitamins available in the human diet. Earning its rightful place is one of the most hotly debated due to its complexity. The only way it can be formulated by, is by a process called bacterial symbiosis. In simple terms, only certain types of bacteria have the tools and skills needed to make it. Um, so, you know, in, it, in meat, it, it's, it's very it, hard bac- to manufacture artificially. Right. Well, not that it's hard to manufacture. It just doesn't it occur. Doesn't, like if, if the world were to go dark and we couldn't make vitamins anymore or supplements or things like it doesn't occur naturally enough in the wild and not a animal product that you could survive. The only places that it's not found outside of animal products is in yeast. And microorganisms, but not in an abundance. Yeah, enough that, supply. there's not going to be no. enough to. You're not going to go out. And, you need. You're yeah. not going to find a big old. Oh, look! So nutritional the, yeast is the, just growing up out of this log. No. The argument is, without modern society, vegan vegans could not survive. And the it's a, it's what luxury, the yeah. lack of B12 does to your body is frightening. Yeah. You you can go anemic. Yeah. It starts damaging your nervous system. Yeah. You can gain full-blown paralysis. Depression, will, anxiety, poor concentration, insomnia. It kills infants. There's a real danger to vegan uh, mothers who are uh, breastfeeding their children because they don't have enough B12 to pass on. It, the kid will, could It'd possibly die. But because of our society making fortifying grains in our cereals with the B12, unnaturally, they're able to live and still thrive. So they got they just got to eat a lot more Fruit Loops? Yeah, Fruit Loops. Well, yeah, that's, that's the most common place for, for being— Really? Fru- it's, fruit it's Loops? fortified cereal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought and you meant Fruit Loops, loops is in a particular. Forti- it yes. is a fortified cereal. Yes. So technically, yes, you are correct. <laughs> the best type of correct. I like clusters. You remember clusters? <laughs> I love that. I love clusters. Uh, what's the other one? I couldn't stand it. It was like if you got nothing but grape nuts. I was like, oh, man, I guess I'm skipping breakfast. I like grape nuts. I'm sure you do. But there's B12 and all that, huh? Mm-hmm. That's not there naturally, though. It's put in by the manufacturers. Hence, quote, fortified. Exactly. Wow. So, uh... What are you saying? You hate vegans? No, I have no problem with vegans. I'm just saying their choice of diet is not natural. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. The way a lot of the meat that is used in this country is horrifically done, and it does a lot of poisoning to our bodies. The animals are treated unethically. They're pumped full of chemicals. It's it's just bad from start to go in most places. And so I get where the vegans are coming from. Their hearts are in the right place. But yeah. if it wasn't for modern technology. Uh, when it comes down to you or eating an animal. Yeah. Come on. Just, just go back to vegetarianism where you eat milk, cheese, 
and uh, yeah, you get the eggs. eggs. Yeah, B twelves and all three. There you get there you get the B twelve. Because I mean that's that's really all you need. Mm-hmm. I mean they are animal products, but you got to understand is like collecting milk doesn't. Yeah, it's but, not necessarily. And you could even avoid the eggs, right? You could go with just the cheese. If yep. you if you're so worried about killing the the eggs of the the. The chickens, because you know. Well, then, then you chick, got the, the chicken abortion. Plus, you got but, processed cheese, that isn't real cheese, like right? American cheese. Yeah, cheese product. which is delicious. Cheese product, but uh, <clears throat> the uh, problem with that is of avoiding the eggs. If, what if you're lactose intolerant? Yeah, you're farting all the time. Well, not only that, but if you're only the the milk and cheese you're is the only B12, place you're getting your yeah. B twelve in there, you're kind of screwing the pooch. And your girlfriend's elbowing you in the uh, ribs and waking you up. Well, you know the – by the way, vegans, you know that eggs are – the eggs of chickens are unfertilized. Okay? Mm-hmm. So if abortion's okay after conception, you're safe to eat the eggs morally. <laughs> okay? Does that make sense? <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Does that mean that my desire to one day get my hand on – what is it? Balut is just wrong – What's balut? I'm not sure that's the correct word because there's a, a type of mushroom that's has a name that's very similar in sounding. So I'm so I'm probably misconstruing it, but it's a delicacy in like Thailand and the Pacific and specifically the Asian countries around the Pacific that uh, they take a duck egg and it's like ninety. Oh, and they bury it? No, not the fermented ones. These are <clears throat> excuse me, ninety percent fertilized. Oh. And then they break them open and they, oh. and they eat them. That's disgusting, dude. It's like cl- close to being ready to hatch. That's disgusting. Oh, my God. I'm so dying to try that one day. Ugh. I feel sick. Can I change the topic? <laughs> you guys done? I had no part in this. <laughs> yeah, you were right there. I had no part in this. <laughs> The point. The point is that that I I didn't know about this, and because I didn't know about this, we're actually going to be doing uh, a topic on this on Center Infinity on Thursday night, our new time, all right, uh, nine to ten. Um, we are going to be talking about vitamins and uh, a lot a lot of things that you thought you might know about vitamins, but you'd be incorrect about. That's uh, Thursday at nine. You said Thursday at nine, and that the reason listen. that we've moved is because the plank is returning this evening. They're coming tonight. They are coming tonight. Oh, the plank's back, y'all. The plank's back tonight at nine. Uh, enjoy. Obvious, obviously, following uh, below the deck and preceding below the deck, preceding other land dreams. I think we should rename it for Nick's sake. He wants to call it the second best show. The second best show. <laughs> <laughs> Just call it the second best show. I like it. Just the second best show. Period. Hey, but th- that would be really hard to market to the the musicians he wants to bring in. Hey, you want to be on the second best show? Oh, what I want about- to be on the best show. And then they meet me. Because their show is right after us, and then they go, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to do Nick's show. <laughs> which, which, which show is the best show? Oh, it's not on our network. <laughs> All right, uh, we got about 20 minutes left, and I just want to say one little paragraph I wrote today because I suffered, and you should suffer too. So I watched Doom Sunday. Holy shit. That is the most horrible, one of the most horrible movies I've ever seen. I'm actually impressed by how bad it is. Forget how long I've been waiting for a Doom movie. Forget how the movie had nothing to do with the game. But wow, I am willing to say it's the worst. Wait, there was a scene that was in first person, just like the game. Yeah, 
and you had to wait through an hour and 15 minutes of bullshit to get to it. But The Rock was there. Uh, so what? <laughs> I haven't seen Jumanji yet, I guess. I'll give it one of 13 stars, but then again, I have not seen Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth? Really? You haven't seen Battlefield Earth? No. That's a, dude, I love Battlefield Earth. This is Battlefield FXBG Public Radio over like, the credentials of... There's shots a common... Dwayne The Rock Johnson. There's a common theme here about movies that I love. They're mostly <laughs> terrible, and that's why I love them. Oh, God. Except for Jumanji. That was funny. That was a good movie. I, I generally don't like horrible movies, unless, like, horror... Like horrible horror movies sometimes endear me because they, especially if they know they're horrible and they just have fun with it. Like Cabin Fever? Yeah. That was exactly a like Cabin Fever. Yeah, ex- but fun. <sighs> I thought it was fun. Uh, see, one I thought was really fun that people consider a bad movie is uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's an excellent movie. I loved that movie, but I showed it to so many people, and they're like, "Dude, what's fucking wrong with you? That that's a piece of shit." I'm like, Dude, "No, that's an excellent that is a movie. Fucking great movie. That's an excellent comedy of errors. <laughs> it is brilliant. Yes. When it comes to a comedy of errors, that is a brilliant movie. Okay. Uh, well, you were you want to get into the news worth knowing? Of course. Of course you do. So this leading story, I don't know if I should because I was after I read it, I. I was laughing so hard that I couldn't write any more stories for like 15 minutes because I was just laughing so hard. I like laughter. It's good for the soul. Are right, you ready for it? Kuwait fish market shut down for putting googly eyes on less than fresh fish <laughs> report. I want you to look at these two pictures. You see, they got those little. <laughs> fake, That's exactly what I was hoping yeah, to see. Little fake googly yes. eyes that you can get like at your local craft store. And they, in, as you know, as fish get older and older and Mm -hmm. worse and worse their eyes become more and more dead looking oh yeah and so this fish market in kuwait put googly eyes on the fish to make it look like they're fresher no no fish is fresh see fish is fresh i still move and so uh, you know apparently somebody on uh on whatsapp uh uh, took like footage of the googly eye like falling off the fish (laughs) face and so they had to shut this place down. My God. Yeah, I'm just glossing over stories. I'm not going to give you a whole lot of details. but uh, just Who, the, fu- who yeah. the fuck did they think they was fooling, man? Fair enough. Who do you think they're fooling? But when it comes to like creative problem solving, this guy <laughs> at the market who came up with this idea, I thought was pretty brilliant. That's a fu- No, he's a fucking moron. The only person more moronic than him is the dumbass who bought the fish with the googly eyes on that, it. That's right. If, if you sell two of them. You know, does it pay for the googly eyes? I don't know what googly eyes go for in uh, Kuwait. Usually you can get it like a, well, I don't know about Kuwait, but usually you can get a bag of a hundred of them for like a buck. That's what I mean. So, boom, your stock looks fresher immediately. Boom. No, your stock looks like it's out of the 70s and it should be glued to a rock. Unless, unless you had somebody, your little apprentice at the fish market, you send him to go get googly eyes and he comes back with the sorted. And you're like, no, 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 I need all the big ones and take right. it back. All one size. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait. Maybe they had a sorted size fish. Maybe they had other fish. Do we have any more product that we could fit these on? No, these, these aren't working. These yeah, they got a working. big old red drum. They need the big ones. <laughs> you forgot the crazy glue. But when it comes to creative problem solving, I got to give respect to that guy. I mean, 
You're crazy. I call that desperation. I call that desperation. It's crazy. It's dangerous. But hey, necessity is the mother of, of invention. I'm not necessarily calling it a good invention. <laughs> so uh, googly yeah. eyes belong on pet rocks, and that's it. And maybe sock monkeys. Pet rocks. Uh, okay, we move on to the next story. 81 year old grandma yanks pythons from a grill at request from concerned family. What do a couple of grown Australians do when they spot a snake slithering in their backyard grill? Call grandma, of course. On Sunday, Brisbane residents Jackson Wright and his father spotted a python making a home inside a grill they kept on the patio, but they didn't dare open the cover. Two, two men's? Jackson Wright and his father. That sounds like two dudes. That's two dudes. Okay. Instead, the pair called Wright's sister-in-law's grandmother, Faye Morgan, seeing she was once cleared... She has once cleared their yard of snakes in the few, a few years back. So she has experience in this. She's level two at snake handling. <laughs> well, the la- her last name tells me everything I need to yeah. know. Morgan. She's mm. awesome, right? Exactly. <laughs> that means she's awesome. Who also goes by Granny or Ga. Or is that gay? Ga? I don't know. I don't know how they all say it. She lives on the farm. Like- oh, I'm sorry. Lives on the farm <laughs> located about 20 minutes away. And uh, she arrived the next morning. They wait. They- they waited overnight. They kept the pythons in there overnight. And then she came in, went right to business, uh, with Wright's father holding a lid of a plastic can nearby. Oh, man up, fellas. Man up. Oh, how? Uh, Wright himself manned the camera. In the footage, Morgan, 81, is successfully surveying the snake after opening the lid before reaching in, snatch, snatching both ends of the snake, and yanking it off the grates. Morgan's eyes then linger on the grill for another moment, presumably just after realizing that yet another python is sitting on the grill. There's two of them. There's two of them, Wright's father says. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me, Morgan responds after placing <laughs> the first in a plastic bin. Now, hesitation, she grabs a second python and wrangles it into the plastic tub. Snakes were then relocated far away from the family's home. I'm not scared. I love it, Morgan told Australian 7 News. I'll say goodbye to them and say, hope you're having a lovely day. And <laughs> relocate them. Sorry, Australians. Uh, I thought this story was going a little different based on the headline. Just man up. No doubt. I mean, you know, usually the the connotation is given that Australian guys are these manly blokes. Right. You know, big, strong, tough, manly, crocodile Dundee style. <laughs> Dude, no. These guys were pussies. But I can understand everything in Australia is trying to kill you. Yeah. Granny's been around long enough to know which yeah, ones are got, and which ones aren't. She's got the experience. She's <laughs> like, no, 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 no. No, move out of the way, you wankers. I'll show you how this is done. I'm level four in snake handling. Back off. I'm surprised Granny didn't snap their heads, chop them off, de- gut them, and throw them on, uh, fire up the grill and throw them on, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, she's allergic to snake. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, viral, viral 84-year-old man who does his blind's wife makeup stars in a beauty tutorial. One devoted 84-year-old Irish man who recently hit headlines for learning to do his 83-year-old's wife makeup as she is slowly going blind is a star of a new beauty tutorial video for real-life cosmetics company that's simultaneously melting hearts and taking hashtag relationship goals to new heights. You get the gist of this story? Yep. Okay, because we kind of got to go faster. Yeah, I can't. I'm not going to make fun of that because it's beautiful. All you can say is, aww. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I wish... I had something like that in my life. No doubt. So I'm going to be there and put my makeup on me when I'm old. I won't hold your hand. Or, but at, least, or at least laugh at my joke. 
I, I won't hold your hand, but I, I will draw penises on your face. Oh, taking advantage of the blind. We're not going to Walmart like that. <laughs> no, we're making YouTube videos, baby. And as you can see, you know, I did this beautiful, beautiful work on his face. You can see how veiny it is. <laughs> I'd subscribe. Speaking of, subscribe to my YouTube channel where we have nothing like that on there. Search for yeah. the Madman Lowercase. Uh, next story, California boy refuses to hit bullies because, quote, it's not the Jedi way. So basically what he's doing is like, what was that, passive resistance? Mm-hmm. Uh, where he refuses to fight back. It's, I called it pacifism back in the day because that's what I called it, about not hitting bullies back. And I didn't do it. And it, it, it worked kind of well for me because, it, number one, I learned how to take a hit. Number two, usually they got caught because they get frustrated when you don't fight back. Mm. And they make more of a scene of trying to make make you fight back. Everyone's got their ways. Yeah. That, well, you can call me a pussy if you want. That's all right. And I I got lucky, honestly. <laughs> I one big some bitch comes up on me and tried starting something, and I with one kick I dropped him to the ground and <laughs> dislocated his knee. Yeah. Um. Anyway, California fifth graders has been hospitalized this week after he refused to fight back against a bully at school. Quote, he said, it's not the Jedi way. His name is Aiden, Aiden Vasquez. Vasquez, And uh, he felt, he said he felt it in his soul not to hit the kid back, his mother explained in a Facebook post on Monday. Uh, Lizette Casanova claims that this is the third year in a row her son got bullied at two bunch palms, palms elementary school in Desert Hot Springs. Yes, he is different, but really? Now we're making hospital visits, she said. It's like, okay, you'd be different, but now we're, you know, you're running up the hospital bills. <laughs> this is the second time he had to get medical treatment on account of bullying. Um, last year, he got a cheek laceration, uh, she's, oh. she said to KMIR. He got pushed against the wall, supposedly, and his face got cut open. Anyway, this kid chooses not to fight back, and I, I understand his mother has realistic financial concerns but i always felt that this is the best way because fights can go south very quickly mm -hmm. and no so one wins a fight well yeah, apparently yeah. this bully did yeah you clearly won the fight bully and but you know his but fighting somebody who doesn't fight back how interesting is that not very right I mean, even the, uh, i don't know how hard this kid's head is but you know <laughs> when you punch somebody in the face it hurts your hand. Yeah. You need to learn how to punch, by the way. I'm telling you. I figured that. Yeah. Uh, no. It, if you need me to teach you how to punch, I'll, tell, I'll teach you how to punch. I'll show you how to break somebody's kneecap without thinking twice. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, we got about nine minutes left and about four stories left I want to get through. Uh, Chris Evans, Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds, and other superheroes come together to make a sick fan's day. Um. Deadpool star Ryan Reynolds, Avengers Chris Evans, and Chris Pratt, and Tom Holland, and X-Men superhero Hugh Jackman sent well wishes to Josh Rigby over the past week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Rigby's mother launched a campaign to help her son get encouraging words from some of his heroes. He's 17, has been battling leukemia since he was very young, and was diagnosed with an aggressive form of brain cancer two years ago. Right? Yeah. Uh, he, has, he has the same type of brain cancer that... Uh, Senator John McCain passed away from on, you know, this past two, what, two Saturdays ago. Mm. Um, quote, 
this is a quote from Ryan Reynolds, who like posted a video on Twitter. Is it Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. Um, this is a quote from Ryan Reynolds. It's like, I know you're a Deadpool fan, a superhero fan. I think that's amazing. I also think it's kind of funny for one particular reason. After hearing about you and hearing about your story and everything you're going through, you know, and it, I think it's pretty much a fact that you have more courage and more strength in your pinky figure than any superhero does in their entire body. Nice. Yeah. Jackman also posting that. Uh, they all did like at, at each other, you know, at Chris Hemsworth, at Robert Downey Jr. and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And a bunch of them. A bunch of them did little videos for him and like tagged him in and just. And I know you're playing a character. I know you're actors and you're playing a character, but you understand what that character represents <gasps> to people. Thank you for being real heroes. Even if you're rich douchebags who wake, make way more than me, and it's not <laughs> fair. I understand all these girls getting hot over Ryan Reynolds. I get that. But seriously, it's the same 10% you women are all passing around. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I turned a really nice story into a, a madman rant. Right. Sometimes I still, I'm still, i still able to fit into that dude, mold. Dude, dude I, am I going to have to say this to you? Jerk off before the shows. No. I'll be all passive and stuff. You don't want that. Plus, never mind. I'm not going <laughs> to go into that. His family listens. Great. Great. I'm going to get a phone call at like 5.30 next week before the show. You come out to do your show? You're going to go masturbate? Make sure you masturbate before the show. You should be thankful your mother is that supportive. Yes. <laughs> My, if the roles were reversed, you guys are assholes. Would, now this is going to be a joke in my house. My mom would call. <laughs> my mom would be calling up, Devin, honey, you're not doing that sinful thing, are you? Please tell me you're not doing that sinful thing. And what's wrong with you in that language, dear? Uh, <laughs> thank goodness she's that supportive of you. My mom would be tearing me apart. Well, I didn't raise you this way. That reminds me of a. Uh, see, uh, Danny McBride. You know who Danny McBride is, right? Yeah. Uh, he grew up around here, and I right. did. I went to high school with him, and he came to my church a couple times. And uh, we have uh, photos and video of him that we're choosing not to release. All right. Um, and it, it's it's nothing like horrible or anything like that. It's just it's stupid, is what it is. Okay. Teenage shit. Right. And so, um, but after a while, you know, you're just like. <laughs> Here's my 15 minutes of fame. What the hell were you guys talking about before then? What was that rant you guys are doing? Why did I think of Danny McBride? The vegans in B12? No. Before, after, before, before what I said about Danny McBride. Supportive parents? Yes. And I was talking about how my mom would be oh. yeah. all kinds of against me. And my youth group director is like, I don't want to release this. I mean, I mean... I mean, I don't really appreciate the movies he's he's doing right now and the language in the movies. But, I mean, I'm glad he's doing well. But, I mean, that's why I don't want to. It's like, okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to be associated with that. <laughs> you could be proud of this guy for, you know, making a name out of the smut he's made. I mean, it's it's okay. We knew him. I mean, I thought he was a D-bag then. I still think he's a D-bag now. So, I mean. Uh, you know what? Kudos on him I'd for still, making it work. I'd still hang out with him. 
<laughs> I'd be more capable of hanging out with him now than I was then. Back then, I was very sick, very confused. Mm. And uh, most people knew it just on sight. Anyway, uh, last story. Got four, four minutes left. And all I got to say is hashtag Biff Tannen. Burglary suspect nabbed after getaway vehicle gets stuck in a large manure pile. <laughs> a bungling burglar. Shit. I hate manure. I hate manure. <laughs> a bungling burglar in Minnesota was nabbed after his pickup got stuck in a f- large pile of foul, f- foul smelling manure during the getaway. Uh, Matthew Bloomquist, 29, of Hawick, Hawick, Minnesota, was found standing on the side of the road smoking a cigarette covered in manure. Yeah, time for a smoke, man. <laughs> you got hoses down at the police station, right? You guys got to hose me off. Anyway, covered in manure to his waist, to his feet. Oh. Deputies arrived went to investigate Wednesday morning, according to the Stearns County Sheriff uh, Don Good Munson. Oh man, those mid Midwest names. He was wearing jean shorts. Oh no. Over long underwear. Okay. And no uh, shoes. Oh, it gets oh hit right, left, right. Uh deputies assumed they were somewhere in the manure pile. <laughs> <laughs> that would happen. You would lose yeah. your shoes in the manure oh, pile. Man. So, oh man. So what was your day like, you know, in the shit? <laughs> Straight up in the shit. You know, at that point, what could he do? They wouldn't even need the dogs to sniff him out oh, to find no. him. He doesn't. Yeah, I, I, that's it. I lost. Take me to jail. I could imagine that coming over the radio as they're sitting there talking to him. He's like, you should need the canine unit over there. No, no, no. No. <laughs> we can sniff this out ourselves. Oh, man. This no, here's the sad thing. I wonder who, how they decided which officer had to be the unlucky one. To drive him in his car to jail. Oh, right. <laughs> Where the cops drawing straws. Yeah, I mean, they, are, they probably would. They'd be rock, paper, scissoring for it. Because they got to clean that out afterwards. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you want to know what he was doing? Uh, Bloomquist was caught snatching lumber and other items from a farm shed in a main prairie township. But a farm owner called to report new overnight burglary. He said, surprisingly, that the pickup involved was still on the property, stuck in manure. <laughs> and you see here in the picture, it's just a, it's just a bunch of wood, with just some lumber. Oh man, it's stuck in a pile of shit. The other said he saw two men, but one managed to run off. Ooh, Bloomquist is protecting his buddy. Uh, they spent hours trying to free the pickup without success. Uh, when questioned, Bloomquist told the deputies that quote his friend, oh maybe he is giving him up bought the lumber, and that he was helping him, according to the sheriff. Well, he got away, didn't he? Can he mm. corroborate your story? Good Munson said deputy, the dep- a deputy hosed off Bloomquist before taking him to jail, <laughs> where he was booked on burglary and possession of stolen property charges. So the guy who lost the rock, paper, scissors, he's like, fuck this, I'm going to find a hose somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, if i got to get a bucket over here. Uh, apparently it was still on this guy's farm, so there had to be a hose semi-close. But, man, how big was this pile of shit that they couldn't dig the truck out after several hours? I'll let you see. It's like a, in a field. You know? It's, yeah. Oh. Yeah. See what I mean? It's it's uh, more understandable and surprisingly less humorous. 
It's a little less Biff Tan and a little bit more redneck idiot. Poor, poor crops. That guy's field. Yeah, it was. A, it, it's a field, and they have manure mm-hmm. in there to help help stuff grow. Anyway, we're at seven o'clock. I'm sure uh, Nick's going to want to come in here and uh, be the second best show on fxpgpublicradio.com. This has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. Look for me on uh, Facebook, Shock Monkey Radio Redux. Look for us on uh, YouTube, Madman Lowercase. You figure it out. Uh, I also have books available on Amazon.com. Look for Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. And But people call, just call me the Madman, and I love you. Who are you? I'm the Hill Hillbilly, and I suggest you all go to Teespring and buy the new FXBG Public Radio t-shirts with the Shock Monkey logo on the back. Teespring.com slash FXBG Public Radio.